Well, while you're getting resettled, I forgot to do a family news and announcements and stuff like that. Judy Reiser, a longtime member of OC. The, the, that's Cindy Lavati. If you knew the Lavatis, that's Cindy's mom. She, she passed away on the 23rd. Um, uh, which Noah Lavati, are y'all aware Noah is, is a missionary in Tibet? Is that it? It's not, maybe it's not Tibet. It's somewhere, it's somewhere in a very Muslim part of the world that maybe I should not be speaking on recording because I don't, I don't think it's actually a very safe country where they are. But I'm trying to remember. I feel bad I can't remember exactly the spot. But, um, of course, that, so prayers with the Lavati family and the Riser family. Uh, baby showers coming up. Rebecca and Jamie Vance was originally scheduled the Sunday of Snowpocalypse, and so it's moved to today. Um, Wedding shower, uh, those of us in this room who know the Edgeworths are kind of blown away that there's a wedding shower for Ashton next weekend, uh, next Sunday. Um, so that's super exciting. Uh, family prayer concerns. Pat Ward got a great report from her surgery this week. Uh, uh, I, I say great report. that They feel very confident about it. I don't think the pathology has come back yet, but they felt like they got everything they wanted to get. Uh, so prayer, she's here today, so continued prayers for Pat. Um, Melly Angus, uh, uh, her grandfather, he's not passed yet, am I right? But, but is very much in the final stages. Yeah. And um, uh, so, so definitely, definitely prayers for Melly and, and JB and their family as they're kind of waiting this. And, and he's pretty young. He's only in his early 70s, right? I think he's a, yeah, 71. Um, it happened really quick. Um, and then a community event to, to remind you of, and I can get you more info if you want this. There's, there's a conversation happening at, at Bum C at Brentwood United Methodist just up the road. I don't know what direction I'm pointing. You're, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's the right direction, yeah. Um, Tuesday, February 6th, so in two nights, 6.30 to 8, uh, Dr. Jamar Tisby, who is, has written a lot, has some best-selling books actually out, The Color of Compromise, How to Fight Racism, or his two books, but they're hosting Jamar Tisby for a... Uh, um, just a conversation on, on addressing race and race relations and racial reconciliation in our communities. And so, um, so that's, we just thought what they were doing was awesome and wanted people to know about it. So if you need more information, we'll, uh, I, I can get you that. But that's Tuesday night. Um, so those are, those are our announcements. And I'm going to pass this email roster around. If you, if you want to, put your name and email here. I'll do this for the first few weeks as we kind of build out who's going to be coming to this class and wants to be a part of it and we can kind of keep communication going if there are topics I want to send articles out about or just conversation we want to have we, we can keep that going um, and so while that's happening I'm going to start uh, I'm going to introduce I said this was kind of syllabus day so I'm going to kind of introduce what we're doing and why we're doing this um, and why it's it I'm in this class there's some of I, most everybody most everybody in here knows me but but the fact that you know me still might make you think why is Dinox teaching a class on empty nesting um, and I, I say I'm facilitating a class on empty nesting I'm, I have nothing to teach any of you uh, when it comes to this stage of life I, my hope is to facilitate discussions on this so if you don't know me well I'm 40 I've been married for 10 years. I've only been married 10 years. I have a, a five-year-old daughter, a two-year-old son. Susan is my wife, um, who, who they're not even here today. Susan texted me and was just like, it's not going to happen. Like, we're just not, we're, we're hosting life group tonight and 
have a play we're supposed to go this, to this afternoon. And she was like, it's just, we're not going to make it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, which is, that's the, that's the stage of life I'm in at, at the moment, uh, is, is the young chaos stage. Uh, I have a sister who's five years older than me, uh, who that five-year gap feels even less now. We're very much like like peers, uh, but she's five years older than me when we were in, when I was in middle school and she was in high school, felt like a big gap, but, uh, but now we're very, very close. But my sister, who's five years older than me, is an empty nester. Uh, my sister has two daughters who are both married. One of them has a, a daughter. So my sister is a, my sister is a grandmother, uh, and, and her, neither of her girls even live in the same state as she does. And so we, we have laughed for years uh, about how early they were going to enter the empty nest phase. And they did get a, a little slightly earlier start at the parenting process than, than, than a lot of people. But, but they're, they're loving this empty nest phase, which has been fun to kind of live vicariously through her. But we laugh regularly about how I have just begun this phase. At this, you know, from this moment on, I'm 16 years away at a minimum from being an empty nester, uh, uh, where most of you are in very different stages of life. Um, so I, I think there are, uh, j- just for more biographical or, or sort of what's happening in me, that there are a couple reasons why I wanted to lead this class, why I wanted to specifically look at an empty nester's group uh, of people. And let me, my clicker may not be working. Um, Um, I may have to just manually click, but um, uh, the first reason is it's personal for, for me. Um, uh, th- these are my kids, by the way, if you don't know Margot and Leo, who are uh, two pretty awesome humans. Um, but right now, I, I will confess this. Uh, my, my spiritual life is pretty dry in this, this season of life, the, the life that I'm in, and I'll just say that. I'm okay saying that because I know I'm in a season of life that revolves around care for my children. And, and it, what's not eaten up with work or caring for my children, there's just not a lot of extra space. You've all been in those seasons of life where your capacity to, um, to feel like you're, you're, you're just all in with, with something, you just don't have a lot of capacity. I can't it's hard for me to read a book right now because I will, if, if I'm quiet enough to read a book, I'm quiet enough to fall asleep. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm not, it's just, you know, it's a weird season. And, and, but for me, I, I view sort of my spiritual life and my connection to God by, by serving my wife and serving my children. And, and that's the way I connect to God is to say, I know for this season, my spiritual work is, is taking care of my family. And, and I'm content for that to be enough in this season of life. I, I am, I'm content for that. But I also recognize, this is what's personal too, that if that's all I do for the next 16 years and then my kids are gone and my house is empty and, and, and my connection to the source and, and my daily relationship with Jesus has, has only existed in the way I'm interacting or the way I'm serving someone else, that then, then I might be in a spot where where I, I'm even more dry, or, or I'm even more disconnected, or I'm even more um, untethered to, to, to the relationship that, that will give me some sustainability for the rest of my life. Um, and, and so I, I, I'm already recognizing that in, in my season of parenting. And, and, I'm, 
and I care about learning from people. I, I, I selfishly, I'm in a position where I get to somewhat control what adult classes are happening at Otter Creek. And so selfishly, I get to be like, well, hey, there, there's a conversation I want to be a part of and I want to learn about. So I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make it happen. Um, so, you know, blame me for having this class. This is what, this is what I, I want to do it. <laughs> I, I get to learn from people that I love and respect and, and have learned from for, for years. So, so part of the reason for this class is, is it's personal. Um, and then another reason is it's professional for me. It's professional. Some of you know these two people in this room. This is one of my favorite um, pictures from my middle school years. Um, uh, I was the middle school youth minister here for 12 years, if you're not aware of that. Everybody in here, I'm looking around, I think knows that. Um, but I, I worked with students for 12 years. Um, and so this is an age demographic that I have a connection to because most of you I have spent time with your children and spent time watching them grow and develop and mature. Um, and I've always had some perceptions about empty nesting. But I've never really been in a spot where it was sort of in my scope to, to deal with it or to ask questions or to, or to help people with it. And so why I say it's professional, here, here's the concern maybe that I've had for a few years, quite a few years. Um, we are in a church at Otter Creek that is very children and youth focused. And, and we orient almost everything we do with the family in mind and the, and the family with children and youth in mind. And, and we love our children and we wouldn't trade that for anything. That, that's what we're, root, we're rooted in Henrietta Campbell and her husband driving the school bus around and picking up kids. And that's how our church started. You know, that, that's our roots. That's who we are. Um, uh, but the problem is, if you go to a church that's very rooted in children and youth, and you no longer have children and youth, or you join a church when you're past the season of children and youth, it might be awkward or hard to know where, where do I fit in this kind of church culture? And now what do I do? And what is my responsibility? And wh wh who do I connect with? And is this really for me? And all of those questions that, that you may have if your routines are somewhat different. Uh, David Rubio and I, uh, a number of times in our working relationship, would be sitting in the office and we would be like, Merritt, who was our administrative assistant with LCYG, we would say, Merritt, print us a list of 2012 graduates. And Merritt would, you know, go back in the archives of, on her computer and just pull out a list of, of 2012 graduates, which may be some of you in this room. I'm, I'm trying to think who, uh, who fits that demographic or fits that age. Um, and then we would just start looking through the list. And, and undoubtedly, it, we weren't even thinking about the students. We were thinking about the families. And we would be like, they're not here. They're not here. They're gone. They're gone. They're still here. We, we still see them. Or they've got younger kids. You know, they're still here. Uh, but it was always a bit alarming and, and sad to recognize um, the way people would slowly pull away. And some of them weren't leaving in for, forever, but, but th they're... Um, the frequency of their orbits at this church changed or, or their, their connection, their friendships at this church had changed. Their relationships had changed. Um, and so it's something that we have seen for years and, and seen as, as an issue. Uh, uh, but, but again, we hadn't really had the capacity to address. I, I'll say, you know, most of you know the people, the people in this picture. One of my favorite pictures of all time, both families that aren't in orbit at Otter Creek anymore that, that I wish were, um, that I love 
dearly. Uh, and, and it's a, a unique, it's a unique, uh, I say it's a unique problem. It's, a, it's an interesting problem that I don't think is unique to Otter Creek. <laughs> I'm going to ask you that. Like, I, when you speak to your peers or whatever. No, is that... it is not, a, not unique here. And in fact, I would say a piece of evidence that points to that is the number of people coming to this church from the empty nester demographic. You know, in our, in our new member process in the last year, I need to look back through. Uh, I, I did look at the last couple years. I didn't specifically look at empty nesters, but I was looking at who's coming, who has come to the church in the last two years compared to the breakdown of our church demographically. And it's pretty spot on. It, it's not like everybody coming to the church is in their 20s or everybody coming to the church is in their 70s. It, it matches up pretty well with the, with the makeup of our church. Um, and there have been quite a few couples or individuals come to this church within the last few years that are empty nesters, which to me speaks to this might be an issue broadly, where your connection to church, if your connection is solely rooted in my kids' involvement and my kids' friends, well, then things change and, and things are different. And I don't know where I belong and I'm looking for something new or I'm looking for a new place, which is kind of what I want to talk about. So I, I have some theories. Um, but I'm curious for, for your input in this conversation. So we're going to make it, I'm going to get the, the marker and we'll make a list on the board. Um, I've got some theories that I can throw up here later, but I wanted to hear from you guys first. Um, what are your theories as to why this phenomenon might happen in the lives of empty, empty nesters? Uh, the phenomenon being empty nesters falling out of orbit with a local church. Does that make sense? So give me, so those of you who are, which, which we should do this real quick. Back up. We're processing the conversation. Because we did some introductions at, at first, but, uh, but I know a few others maybe came in the room. Uh, who is fully empty nesting? Who has no children living at home? You're, you're full on empty nesting. Who is uh, uh, in the midpoint of empty nesting? You've got some gone. You've still got people at home. Who still has people at home? Um, who still has under 18 people at home? Like, like you still got some under 18 people at home. Um, what were the other questions I had? Who has been the empty nester the longest? Who's been an empty nester the longest in this group? Although, although don't you live? Do you live with JB and Melly? Do you live with them or? So you're not a, you're you got three littles at home right now. I mean, you got you're. JB and Melly are probably taking advantage and empty nesting a little early because you're, you're with them. Um, how long have y'all been empty nesters, Gail and Lee? Like, like what's, your, what's your, the age of your youngest child? Since 05? So there are experts in the room. They're, they're, who's been an empty nester the shortest amount of time? 28 days. 28 days. I figured it was... Um, yeah. Though Garrett just started... To, to school this this January, so I knew I knew they were probably the the most recent sort of jumping in, into the phase. Um, yeah, that's I, I, I wanted to learn that real quick. Okay, um, uh, where where was it? Oh yeah, so the phenomenon of empty nesters falling out of orbit with a local church. Somebody somebody tell me why you think. And, and again, this is kind of like when you ask middle schoolers, uh, what are middle schoolers really struggling with right right now? This doesn't have to be descriptive of your experience. This is saying, here's what I'm watching from, from others. You know, um, so, so this may be true to you, but it may, but you may be saying, here's what I'm guessing from others. So don't feel like 
And also be as vulnerable. If you want to say, here's why it's hard, just, just say, I saw Carol's hand first. Okay, so sort of the, um, I'm going to call this uh, the, the divorce um, uh, uh, what would be what's the, compa- uh, uh, <laughs> the we we kept it together for the kids. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 The 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 way of, there may be some families and marriages who we stayed together for the kids, and then we get the kids out of school, and we we haven't liked each other for years, and we and we finally say we can be apart. Um, and that may be some people's relationship to church. We, we're, we're keeping it together for the kids. And you may even see some of that happening as soon as they can drive. Yeah. It, definitely. It, uh, it definitely, once there's some independence, right. it definitely happens. Kelly? I think that when you become an empty nester, your identity, you start to think, who am I without my kids around? And the faith piece of that um, plays into Yeah, you, you, you've got capacity now to process your faith in ways you haven't had capacity to because you're busy. <laughs> and then there's now all of a sudden it's like, well, all these things I've been teaching my kid, do I, is this what I believe? Or do I believe something different? Or what's happening in my life? And so, you're, yeah, you're a whole new stage of, or, or you, and this may be jumping ahead, you may be watching your kids go through some sort of deconstruction phase as well in their faith and then all of a sudden you're starting to ask questions maybe you haven't asked. Yeah, I think there's a lot of faith development happening. Uh, I think a lot of people like move slash retire in that zone and so maybe like you move to a new city but then you don't really get connected when you get there. Um. Yeah, so just the nature of the life transitions that may happening. You're, you you're downsizing your home. You're, yeah, you're, you're moving to be closer to grandkids or, or a new job is, you're, you're like, I'm, I don't need to make the money I was making in this job anymore. And I'm excited to do what I want to do. And we're moving and we're doing something else. Yeah, yeah. So, so the um, yeah, yeah, the, um, I, I, and this will be me being very honest. I, pr- I probably should turn the recorder off for this, so nobody. <laughs> I, big church is. I'm not the biggest fan of big church. Like the mega church thing is not the way I would pick to do it. But I also feel called to ministry, and and I kind of like supporting my family. And and like there's there's a kind of there's a certain kind of church you, you need to work for to to make it work and and, and I know I, I see the reports every year the financial reports for for uh, you know the the youth ministry compensation surveys or the ministry compensation surveys and you kind of recognize you're either a part of the system or you're working multiple jobs to 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 do a ministry as a hobby and and so I I fully recognize that that, that there may be some people who are like I. I I get something 
through big church and mega church. I, I have access to resources and access to things that I don't have, but but that's not honestly the way I, I I think it's supposed to be done, and I'm a little more comfortable in another spot. Let's go, Allison, and then I'll. So it's, 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 yeah. where, what is Otter Creek considered size-wise? So considered typically, I think at 2,000 is mega church, and and we're right there on the border. I, so I, I think I think a lot of people at Otter Creek, hey, yeah, and so yeah, you're coming from California where you've had huge church experiences and, and there are some people most people my gut my gut tells me most people at this church grew up in churches of 150 to 200 people oh, okay. um and and for most people at otter creek I, I this is me totally guessing do not hold me to this but my guess is 75 percent of this church this is the largest church they've ever been a part of okay. and maybe even higher than that so this for me this is probably the that's amazing. That's amazing. This feels intimate. To you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I, I, we need to we need to learn from you. It is. Yeah. 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 But that's really been our challenge, kind of. Is we're, we yes. have one foot in the big church, but we don't have people. That it is. It's Nashville. It's a Nashville problem. Nashville yeah. is this big, thriving city that everybody says it still feels like a home. You know, we still like it to feel like a small town. That's what we kind of all want from. Our church experience is like we like the big, exciting place, but we also want it to feel like home when I walk in the door. What were you? Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's a great. That's a great thought, David. And then we'll come back to Tammy. Yeah. Because of all the other things, then you're left by yourself. Okay. And then that's when you look around. We had we had several friends that have yeah. Been, so. Oh yeah, I I, I I can name a lot of your friends who aren't here right now, and and I know that's been heartbreaking, and I know that's been hard. I don't think it's lost on those of us in involved in leadership here uh, of the difficult season of life it has been for some people when you're. When your friends are going to church somewhere else, or or, or not going to church, or, or uh, it's that's when you're a, um, the biggest thing, the the most common thing between middle school ministry and adult ministry, is most of us just want friends. <laughs> like like everybody is just like they're wanting relationships that matter, and they're wanting to be seen and loved and known and con- and connected. Like that's what that's what most of us are hoping from church. And so when that relationship connection gets broken. It's really hard, and and a lot of us, when you're when you're a little bit older, are like I don't have the energy to make new friends. I, like it it can be exhausting. It can be it can be tiring, and and um, and that's not an excuse. I'm not excuse, uh, but but it's it's harder when you're more sec- in a different station of life, and you're you have more security or you have more whatever. It's just hard to be like, do I want to put in the effort to to start over? with somebody that's tough i think too just a lot of people if, if the kids need church um <laughs> i don't know that the parents feel like they need church as much like the kids need to go learn their bible stories and they need to have their youth group friends and the kids need this more than we do so once the kids are gone there's a sense of like okay well we're done yeah why, why do i need this yeah i, I skipped you tammy oh i'm so sorry Yeah. <laughs> 
right? I did a great job. I can do my own stuff. So I think the model is right. I, I like the the mo I like yeah. that you use the word model. Yeah, that um, that responsibility you feel to model. Delegating the spiritual formation to the ministry staff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a perspective of is this my responsibility or are we partners? Yeah, which which all the data points to. The, the most important spiritual influence in the life of a child is their parent. I mean, undoubt, no matter who is your youth minister or pastor or small group leader, whatever, the, the, the greatest indicator of a child's future spiritual life is their parents. Like, that's just um, the number one indicator across the board. Uh, obviously, they're outliers, as there are with anything, but... Indicator, uh, not a guarantee. Let's put it Yeah, exactly. It's... Um, it's just a huge indicator. Bill and then Gail. Points to identi mm -hmm. identity and life transitions. I think this is really, you know, I love the way Lee Camp said when he was speaking on mental health. He's like, this is just one perspective from one guy. This doesn't yeah. mean like it translates yes. to everybody. So this is one perspective from one guy here. You know, there are some some times for me, like in my career, like the last maybe like four or five years, you know, I, I was so hyper-focused on getting a doctorate and opening a new school and my bandwidth and then, you know, and trying to get to my kids' stuff and my bandwidth for really church was shoved to the side. I, yeah. There's just some things I said no to. Um, and then there are some life transitions that happen with aging parents where you're having to care and you get hyper-focused on it and, and you have to. Um, but you look up and you're like, man, I haven't seen my friends in a long time. Yeah. I don't have relationships. I have relationships with these people. I could, if these people showed up, I'm sure I could pick up. But but I haven't invested time yeah. in probably four or five years in just sitting down, having coffee, get, get the life through. What I mean, I just haven't done it yeah. because I've been so consumed with this. And so there is a loss of identity of the life mm -hmm. transitions that's going on um, just because of where I where I am and so I'm trying to figure that out again you know in terms of all right I've, all that stuff my headspace has come back right I have more bandwidth now yeah. because there's you're empty nesting so the, the opportunity to come back to that but it's like okay trying to find that equilibrium again is, is different yeah it's been fun in some ways but it's to, to reconnect, but yeah. it's, a, it's definitely an action that yeah. you have to do. It, it may not be just like riding a bike. Like it may be right. that, that it takes a little work That's to, right. to I'm going to add uh, aging parents because that was a new thing I, I don't think I'd heard yet. Gail, what were you going to say? Uh, I think I would call it the burned out theory. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, th there's a, our, uh, our Aging Together ministry that, that happens here, which is, I guess, 65 plus. Um, there's a bit of a, in the budget process, there's a bit of a, uh, Otter Creek is a church where people pay for, for stuff. Like, we don't, we don't subsidize the cost of a lot of stuff. It's like if there's an event and there's food, you, you bring your own money. Um, but that ministry, I, I probably shouldn't record this, that ministry... 
has pretty been pretty adamant the people who lead that ministry and they're like they have brought their last freaking covered dish to it like we are not asking them to do to bring anything else like we're just going to provide food for them because it, it i think there there's there a lot of us are thankful for for what has been given to us by the older generations and 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 i think there is a i'm just tired i've been going at this for a long time i cut me some slack give me a break um, it's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> Vince? I think the opposite of that could possibly be true. Uh, at least that's partly what I'm thinking is, yeah, I'm tired. I've done my job with my children, but now it's time to party. <laughs> okay. I can travel. I can do more. I can do all the things that I want to do, and that may possibly supplant for, you know, the need I don't go to church at all. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you have more choice at this season of life than you've had the entirety of your of the life, you know, your life revolves around your kids. When you, if you have kids in the home, you, your your choices are limited. <laughs> You've got to be traveling to see those children. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you're you're in Atlanta and you're yeah you're gone. Yeah, that's huge. It's kind of a spinoff of a couple of these, but I mean, if their life has been their kids, yeah, their relationship has probably suffered as well. So I mean, there could be some marital yes. issues that's causing them to not be present. Um, marriage issues. Yeah, you're all of a sudden realizing who is this person that I live with and, and what's going on. Lynn? Life is hard. <laughs> Adult children. Yeah. Church is hard. Yeah, yeah, and and you need a safe space, and 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 it may be that church isn't that space for you. I I had only made a few notes, and y'all have hit all of the ones that I had guessed. Um, uh, thank you for sharing these things, and and it to me affirms this is a hard season of life. And there's beautiful things about this season of life. There's really hard things about this season of life um, that I hope we can spend time um, uh, unpacking. I, I, I've been kind of trying to read some articles and, and different things. I, I'm obviously not, I'm not prepared to teach a class on empty nesting from any sort of experience point of view. I, I, I'm hopeful over the course of the next few months, we kind of take turns sharing our lives and sharing our stories through, through this. Uh, um, and I'll in, kind of invite you into that process uh, as we go along, there's a lot of people I have invited into the process to show up and kind of share, here's what's going on in my life and here's what, what this looks like. Uh, but I want to show you a quote. I was reading this article this week um, from, uh, um, uh, it was a, Wall Street, a Washington Post article saying goodbye to my child. I've had this saved for a long time and, and had read it a few years ago and went back and reread it again this week. Uh, but it's just the writer who was just talking about dropping one of their kids off at college and, and just some of the emotions and different things they went through. But then there was a quote that popped up that uh, left me, it, believe it or not, I get emotional sometimes. Some of you know me well enough in this room to have watched me uh, weep multiple times. But uh, I, I can get pretty teary. But I read this quote and it totally um, blew me away and caught me off guard. Parenthood offers many lessons in patience and sacrifice, but ultimately it is a lesson in humility. The very best thing about your life is you are a short stage in someone else's story, and it is enough. 
Um, and, and I obviously am not in a season of life where I want to imagine it being a short stage in someone else's story. You know, it's a, that's not something I'm comfortable uh, uh, wrestling with right now. I, I don't want to wrestle with that. And so it, it really caught me off guard um, to think about the, some of the best things of my life are a short moment in someone else's story. It's also something very freeing about that, too. If, if I'm trying, I'm an Enneagram 9, so I can usually see both sides. I like to see both sides of everything and avoid conflict at all costs. But, <laughs> but I can see the good side of that to recognize the freedom of saying, I, I've got a major responsibility for a short season, and, and then I, I, I'm somewhat open-handed in releasing what I have been entrusted with for whatever this next season is. And, and it's not my job. Um, I don't have to be a controlling dad for the rest of their life. That's not what they need. Um, and so it's something I hope to kind of live into and, and, to, and to talk about as we go through some of these conversations. So um, my hopes for class structure, I, I, I want this to be some, I want there to be some com- community building in this group. Having acknowledged this is a season of life where friendships are hard or friendships are changing or, or we struggle to connect to a church. I'm going to value doing what we did at the very beginning of class by just let's make sure we, we're, we know who's in the room and we're getting to know one another. And, and so I'm going to challenge you to make it part of your rhythm if you're coming to this class to, to, to get to know some other faces in this room. And let's all acknowledge the fact uh, we all like to know, to be seen and known and recognize other people in the room. And so we're gonna, I'm going to take that seriously in, in this process. Uh, and then we're going to have some targeted discussions, usually a panel. I, I imagine every week we're going to have a different couple or a couple couples up here, or, or individuals, not just couples, but, but sharing some different things and then some encouragement from Scripture and some prayer um, for each other. Class topics, here's just some of the topics that I'm imagining we're, we're going through, which I think hit a lot of what we're doing. And, and, and any topics... <laughs> any topics you you submit to um, to me. I would love to talk. Yeah, church feels different when our kids aren't here. I think that's where we're going to go next week. Is is begin a conversation of, of, of how do I connect to a church or what does that feel like when, when my connection no longer is oriented around my children. Help my children want to live in our home. Um, how to pray for my adult children. So it's just it's just us now. <laughs> the the marriage component of of what what do we do for our marriage now that that we have a little more freedom and space. Um, how do I avoid makeup parenting for all the things I did wrong? Um, which there's, there's a little bit of, I imagine there's some empty nester guilt as you are watching different things or realizing like, well, I messed that up or I did this wrong or, or is the decision my child just made a result of something I did when, when they were 12? And, and, and I can imagine there's lev- different levels of guilt and shame and fear and all those things as you're in that season of life. And so how do we keep ourselves healthy and, and, and grounded and centered in the midst of some of those emotions that may uh, plague us? Uh, my best friends were the parents of my kids' friends, and now I never see them. Um, uh, they, these are long titles. I, I just, uh, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm not really sure what I believe, but I don't know how to express my doubts, questions around my kids. Anybody... Maybe imagine that's a part of it. Like, I now got the space to think about what I want to believe and what I want to do, and I don't even know how to process. Help! I don't know how to talk 
I should say talk, how to talk about politics with my parents or my kids. <laughs> Anybody find themselves in the middle of that? Of like, I, I can't talk to them or them about this. So I'm just, we're just going to keep our mouth shut and not have any conversation. The number of times, man, I have been like carrying coffee and like walked around the corner at my in-laws house and heard a conversation and then just been like, ah, I'm out, I'm going to the, uh, you know, it just like some of, some of us are like, ah, I'm, I'm this, we're not doing this right now. Um, adding to the family what that brings as, as children get married. Some of us have, have married off two of our kids in the last few months. Uh, the the Coggin, Coggin family. Uh, uh, help, I thought my grown kids would like each other more. I, I think it's my mom's greatest hope that, that her four children are, are super close. I think that's all, like that's, my mom was an only child and, and I feel like she cares so much that we love, she's always asking me, have you talked to your brother? Have you talked to your brother? And I'm like, well, not, I hadn't in a while, like, but it's okay. I don't have to talk to, you know, but, but that matters to her so much that we love each other. And so I think that's a good um, conversation. Um, let's close with a, um, uh, with a prayer. Again, there was a clipboard coming around that if you want to su- submit that, um, I-, I would love to have those email addresses. And if you have an idea or you think, I, I think we should talk about this, or I want to know about this, let me know that. Um, if you think, I would love to share something, or I saw a topic that jumped out to me and I've got some life experience, that I, or I would want to be part of a conversation, let me know that because I, I want this to be as open as possible um, in that I can send you the list and dates and all that stuff uh, for, for what is coming down the pike. Do you envision this as a recurring class, or do you um, this is just a... Kind of a one-off. I, I think a, I think it'll be this semester, and like most of our classes, we'll, um, you know, we we rotate classes pretty. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what my growth. It, it may be that that it we we realize. Oh, you know what we need. Right. There, because there's, gonna there's be a, this. There's gonna be new crops of fifty yeah. coming yeah. around. So I think every I think at a minimum we'll see how it goes, and every couple years off. try it again. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't have long-term plans for it. We're, I think we're going to see what happens. We're, we're just hopeful to have the conversation. Yeah. 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 How many of you are a part of a life group that meets regularly? Okay. How many of you are not a part of a life group that meets regularly? Okay. So there's a, there's a few hands. That's good. That's good. That's good to know. We can. I think that's a great. It's a really great observation. Um, uh, would y'all mind? Would y'all mind praying this with me? Um, I, 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 we can we can read this together. Uh, there's a there's a few slides here. We can read this together. In this season of life, may we rediscover you, Father, Son, Spirit. In this season of life, may we rediscover marriage or singleness. In this season of life. May we rediscover ourselves. In this season of life, may we rediscover our time. In this season of life, may we rediscover our boundaries. In this season of life, may we rediscover and discover new friendships. In this season of life, may we offer grace to ourselves and our children as we experience the unknown. Hear our prayers and the prayers of our children. Amen.
I didn't realize there was so much animation in that. That, that could have been, that should have been, should have been much quicker. I apologize. Um, thank you all uh, for, for being in this class today, and, and we'll, keep, we'll keep the convo going all semester long. If you didn't get a chance to, this is the middle school in me, uh, saying high-five each other on the way out, you know, if you didn't get a chance to meet some people, uh, 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 introduce yourself. But thank you all for being here. Thank you, David.